The defining moment came in 1983 in Milan, Italy. A young man, recently hired as director of retail operations and marketing, was on a business trip. But it turned out to be more than just a buying trip. What really happened is that he discovered the romance and the ritual of Italian coffee culture. He found out that in Milan alone, there were 1,500 coffee houses. The experience inspired him with a vision for his company that would later turn into a global success story. Welcome to Personality Matters. I'm Maria Martini, and today I will share with you the story of Starbucks. Actually, it all started in 1971 when three friends, Jerry, Gordon, and Zev, decided to open a coffee business. They sold fresh roasted whole bean coffee from their store in Seattle. We all know the Starbucks Coffee Company, and we'd recognize the Siren logo anywhere. But few people know that the name comes from the classic novel Moby Dick. That's right. Yes, Starbuck is the first mate, and the siren, because it's not a mermaid, folks, also evokes the mysteries of the deep. Anyway, the founders were inspired by a coffee roasting entrepreneur named Alfred Pete. He was among the first to import fine Arabica coffee beans to the United States. So the Starbucks founders came up with a pretty simple business model, selling high quality beans and equipment. Later, they bought a roaster and tried to create their own roasts and blends by using Alfred Pete's roasting techniques. So eventually Starbucks expanded to three more stores in Seattle and became a local success. So what happened next? Enter the young man we mentioned in the beginning. Howard Schultz, at the age of 29, became the director of retail operations and marketing for Starbucks. Not long after, he was sent on business to Milan, where he discovered the amazing Italian coffee culture that deeply inspired him. In 1983, I was on a business trip to Italy when I walked into an Italian cafe and tasted my very first espresso. I was captivated by the beverage, the barista who prepared it, and the romance of the cafe atmosphere. That experience made him think of turning Starbucks into a national coffee house chain. Yep, coffee, among its countless magical qualities, can also inspire brilliant ideas. So when Schultz got back to Seattle, he pitched his newly hatched idea to the founders. But it didn't really appeal to them. They wanted Starbucks to stick with its initial business model. They were total purists, and they wanted to continue to function as a coffee and equipment retailer instead of offering customers espressos, frappuccinos, decaf tall one red sugar, stirred in, no foam lattes, hi David, and so on. Being aware that he wouldn't be able to change their minds, Howard Schultz decided to fulfill the cafe idea on his own. He launched his own coffee chain, Il Giornale, and it was pretty successful. But a couple of years later, the original Starbucks founders put their business up for sale, and Howard Schultz was swift to purchase it. Howard Schultz united all his business operations under the brand Starbucks and moved forward with the idea of the coffee cafe with extras like the sale of holding coffee and brewing equipment too. So it was under the management of Schultz that Starbucks saw a meteoric rise in expansion from 20 stores to 100 within just four years. The success continued when the company went public in 1992. After that, he started opening coffee houses outside the United States and soon transformed into the largest coffee house chain in the world with more than 2,500 locations all over the world by the early 2000s. It was around that time that Schultz left the company. Then the world sank into a depression and Starbucks started going through a period of instability. But it all started to turn around when Howard Schultz got back into the driver's seat in 2008. Once again, he set the tone for the further development of the company. He came up with new strategies to boost the growth of the business. And this included the acquisition of a bakery chain, 
and the makers of a new and innovative coffee brewing system. Also, Starbucks started selling food in addition to pastries and even hot items. So by 2012, Starbucks picked up financially and continued its glorious expansion. These days, Starbucks has over 32,000 stores in more than 70 countries. The obvious question is, how did the Bucks manage to achieve such tremendous success and become one of the most recognizable and admired brands in the world? While many would say that it's all related to factors like vision, experimentation, and innovation, which is not wrong, but probably the two most important things Starbucks managed to accomplish were, first, it completely changed our perception of drinking coffee. It provided an experience that redefined the way the world thought about coffee shops and drinking coffee outside the home. In a way, Starbucks occupied a unique niche, the third place. It's not home or work, but rather an intermediary place between the two, where people can come and relax or be productive in a nice and comfortable atmosphere. Let's be honest, there's nothing better than going to Starbucks and ordering a hot, foamy cappuccino on a chilly, rainy day, sinking into a soft armchair near the window, and losing yourself in your daydreams. Come on, you know you do it too. Second, Starbucks provides an equally amazing experience for its employees. I mean, don't get me wrong, but the company gives an impressive amount of benefits. Health coverage, stock and retirement savings, paid time off, parental leave, education benefits, commuter benefits, partner assistance, and tons of perks. Wow. Interestingly, Starbucks was the first company to give stock ownership to all its employees. The initiative was called Beanstalk. In a way, the initiative was led by Howard Schultz, who once said, as a kid, I also knew what it felt like not to have any money. My parents never owned anything or had any savings. And the Beanstalk initiative generated around $1.5 in pre-tax gains for the employees, which helped some of them pay out mortgages or loans. Well, as you can see, Starbucks set high standards, not only for customers, but for their employees as well. Contrary to common practice, people at Starbucks are considered as business partners, not as commodities. Now in light of all the changes we have witnessed in the last year and a half, the company bets heavily on developing digital innovations to keep up with the shifts in consumer behavior, like prepaid and mobile ordering and drive-through and curbside pickup. And what about Howard Schultz? He stepped down as CEO in 2018 and became Chairman Emeritus. It's an honorary position, usually given to people who have retired from the position, but his influence will always be felt as Starbucks continues to move onward. Thank you for watching Personality Matters. We talk about people who made the world. Until next time, I'm Maria Martini. Yeah, clappy.